Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your afternoon is off to a fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including a lot of football. A guy who just participated in one of the great college football rivalry matchups of our time or any time, and came out on the winning end, and has deep, beloved roots in the great state of North Carolina. Former ECU player, former ECU head coach, now with the Oklahoma Sooners who beat the number 11 Texas Longhorns this weekend. Ruffin McNeil will drop by with his usual dose of human sunshine and football expertise. Coach Ruff is leading with his good friend Lincoln Riley, also formerly of ECU, one of the best college football teams in America. Many fan bases feel like their teams are being disrespected. Clemson just crushed FSU this weekend. Alabama took care of a nationally ranked Texas A&M team. The Sooners crushed the, or beat the Longhorns. Wisconsin crushed Michigan State. LSU beat a top 10 Florida team. Penn State went on the road and beat Iowa. All of them are still undefeated. So are the Ohio State Buckeyes who have absolutely annihilated everything in their path. There are even more undefeated FBS teams beyond those seven, including the upstate Mountaineers in our backyard. We will talk college football all day. We will talk NFL as well. I wasn't here yesterday, thanks to Scott Hamilton for guest hosting with distinction. We have a Panthers-related question of the day. If you are the owner of the team, David Tepper, or you're the head coach of the team, Ron Rivera, what do you do at quarterback? About 10 NFL fan bases already know this is not going to be their year. And in various ways, to various degrees, they are already thinking about next season or the future. If you're a Dolphins fan, a Bengals fan, the Giants turning the keys over to Daniel Jones of Duke, Washington needing a coach, uh, even Arizona, maybe Tampa Bay, the victim of your Panthers in London over the weekend. The Jets have Sam Darnold back and look better and different, but... After that ugly start, it may be too big a hole to climb out of. There are others. The Atlanta Falcons are wondering if their head coach is still going to be their head coach a week or two or three from now after the Falcons' one-in-five start. Isn't it interesting that Ron Rivera, who, remember, was listed next to Jay Gruden of Washington and Dan Quinn in Atlanta as the most likely head coaches to lose their job first in the regular season. Well, where have those three stories gone? Gruden is gone. Quinn might be at some point. And Ron Rivera has gone from 0-2 and inching toward that hot seat to 4-2. and And you know a big part of that story. Cam Newton is on the sidelines. He's 0-8 in his last eight starts as a banged-up version of himself. He is expected to be back, Cam Newton, next week, a week from now. Remember, this is an open week for your Carolina Panthers. They go from 0-2 with the hobbled Cam Newton to the 4-2 under the now 5-0 as an NFL starter, 23-year-old, undrafted free agent Kyle Allen. If you're David Tepper or Ron Rivera, what do you do at quarterback? Once the quarterback returns, the incumbent, and it's again expected next week, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter and others, then you have an issue. 
till now. Ron Rivera is dodging that question. Greg Olson, veteran tight end, is dodging that question. You don't have to dodge that question if you don't want to. We don't either. We'll dive into it today. You all know the deal. Yo, Cam Newton, 20 million plus this year. Yo, I'm 20 plus million more next year. You could actually save $19 million in cap space if you cut ties with Cam Newton at the end of this season. That frees up cash to pay people like Christian McCaffrey and others who have next contracts on the way and, of course, deserve raises given their current standard of play. Kyle Allen has 66% completion rate, has thrown for 900-plus passing yards in this 4-0 2019 version of himself he has seven touchdown passes he has zero interceptions on the season he has had some fumbling issues but his 106.6 quarterback rating is fifth in the national football league russell wilson mvp patrick mahomes deshaun watson and kirk cousins are the only four guys with better numbers by that statistic alone there was a time When Bill Belichick chose a relatively unheralded sixth-round draft pick named Tom Brady to lead the New England Patriots, that was way back in 2001, even though the incumbent of some distinction, Drew Bledsoe, was ready to come back from an injury. Tom Brady got the nod and the rest is history. I don't think most of you see uh, Kyle Allen in the Tom Brady kind of light, but there are similarities in other ways. If you're David Tepper or Ron Rivera, what do you do at quarterback? I'll share my thoughts. We will welcome yours during the course of today's program. There's a lot more to get to beyond football. I am happy to be back in the saddle, although I spent the weekend surrounded by the legends of golf at the SAS Championship, Prestonwood Country Club, in Cary, North Carolina. Great to see Colin Montgomery, Freddie Couples, all of the legends. Davis Love III played there for the first time. I saw John Daly talking to little kids and signing autographs and having fun. It was a star-studded field. It was great to do the show live there on Friday afternoon. It's great to be back after playing that same course yesterday. As I say hello to my producer, Darren Vaught, I haven't seen you since last Thursday. On location show, guest host yesterday. We had an unconventional big tailgate tour weekend. It's good to see you again. You look the same. It's been f- five days is about as long as you and I go. It is. No, and you're probably right. in the four years you've been with me, I don't yeah. know if we've gone five days unless I was in London <laughs> or something yeah, unless with you the were, family. Unless you were out of the country for yeah. a week or two. That's probably about the longest. Yeah. I appreciate you uh, carrying the water in my absence for the record. Whereas we did not bring home a trophy at SAS Championship after playing that championship caliber course at Prestonwood Country Club. Shout out to Tony, one of my favorites, and all of my other buddies out there, Frank and others. I saw I was surrounded by the legends of golf Friday and over the weekend, and then the legends of the state of North Carolina's sports culture yesterday. So I was a celebrity golfer. Please use air quotes there. Again, apologies to my playing partners. They were really good dudes. For the second year in a row, I was surrounded by App State people in my North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame salute to champions golf experience. I don't know how it happened, but second, eight different guys, but two different App State-oriented foursomes. One turned out to be an associate AD for the Mountaineers. Doug Banks was a lot of fun. James Fry works with the Yosef Club as well. Cliff Thomas 
has a family that long ago created Thomas Gourmet Foods. He even sent home with me some really good Thomas Gourmet food sauces for the lovely and talented Maria. He has a company based in Greensboro that's been in the family for generations. And the other guy in the foursome was a guy named Kent Shelton. And we're like three quarters of the way through the round, Darren. And I had heard Kent talk about how he taught others play, to play golf. But I thought it was like some of my buddies who are one, you know, single-digit handicappers, like my buddy Jeff that you know will help me long long list of don'ts the occasional <laughs> yeah dg do that again that was yeah, good do yeah. that again he's a teacher of sorts so we're three quarters of the way through i'm getting to know doug and james who work at app state it turns out the other two guys are you know boosters so it's the app state yosef club dudes entertaining the big boosters kent and cliff now all four played golf better than i for the record kent and cliff were the single-digit handicappers and played really, really well. So we're three-quarters of the way through. There was the casual reference to, yeah, you know, I, I've taught some guys uh, how to play golf. And then I realized, and I'm, I actually asked him, after he played so well, it got to the point where I was just like, wait a minute. Teaching golf can't be the second best thing you do on this planet. <laughs> like, he was such a good player and helping the rest of us, especially me, that I was like, man, if that's the second best thing you you do, I'm I gotta know what your full time job is. As it turns out, he is a certified PGA pro who plays competitively and he is ridiculously good, as was Cliff. So thanks to those guys for a lot of fun conversation and for putting up with my golf. I drove it okay, Darren. I hit actually some big putts, which I don't often do. Nice, okay. I, I really butchered, and, and I mean, I took home accidentally enormous chunks on my clubs, my club faces. You're supposed to hit the ball, you know? You don't want to bring too much club and, or dirt and turf home with you. Uh, I apologize to all the folks. That, that, uh, it, was, it was the legends of golf treating it with due respect Friday, Saturday, and Sunday as they contested the SAS championship. It was me truly disgracing it and sometimes taking larger chunks than I believe you're permitted or encouraged to take. Uh, those were with my iron shots. I was okay off the tee and on the green. I don't think we won a trophy, but I thank those guys and the folks at, country, at uh, Prestonwood Country Club. Saw ACC Commissioner John Swafford out there. He gave me a new ACC Network hat. I saw Phil Ford of UNC fame, Derek Wittenberg of NC State fame, Chuck Caton. The longtime voice of the Carolina Hurricanes said to say hello. Eric Cole, one of our favorites from Kaniac Nation as well. Remember Ricky Prohl, the great wideout, Panthers, Wake, and otherwise? He was the celebrity golfer, and those guys lived up to that phrase better than I did yesterday. Thanks to Jeff Elliott, Don Fish, Bobby Guthrie, Rick Strunk. Always enjoy seeing those guys who do a great job running the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame right here in our backyard. We are on to football. We also have the NHL on our mind. Major League Baseball offers a great story in the Washington Nationals. They've never been to the World Series, and yet today, later today, they could punch their ticket to the World Series. Meanwhile, there's a matchup tonight that if you're a baseball fan, it's must-see TV. Even if you're not, how about the mighty New York Yankees hosting a pitcher, Houston Astros righty starter Garrett Cole, who hasn't lost a game in like forever. 
I mean, he's 18-0 in his last 24 starts. He absolutely dominated Tampa Bay twice in the ALDS. 18-0 in 24 starts, led the majors in strikeouts. That's your matchup tonight, man. Strength against strength. They're late this afternoon, I guess, technically. The Astros visiting the New York Yankees. That series is tied at one as the Nationals tonight try to eliminate the St. Louis Cardinals. They are up three-zip in that best-of-seven NLCS. The NFL, college football, it's not just the Mountaineers. The Pack, the Heels, the Devils, the Deeks, and others also still have a lot to play for. We'll help you understand the big picture nationally and closer to home in college football. We'll take your calls on if you were the owner, David Tepper, or the head coach, Ron Rivera. What would you do at quarterback right now? Cam Newton's going to start practicing again next week. Kyle Allen has done pretty much everything you could have possibly asked him to do, especially leading four straight wins to take the Panthers' season out of emergency mode and really into something that might not be quite as promising as the Patriots start or the Niners are still undefeated or the Saints look great even without Drew Brees or the Chiefs and a handful of others maybe. But that's a playoff caliber team, the way they're playing defense and the way Kyle Allen is throwing accurately in a way that Cam Newton stopped doing once he hurt his shoulder last year and now that he's dealing with a foot injury this year. The NBA preseason schedule ends this Friday. The regular season opens next week. College basketball is not too far behind. Did you know that the XFL is having its draft today and tomorrow. You might be surprised by some of the big names. That league's season begins in early 2020. So that Vince McMahon-led enterprise, a reboot, if you will, of what he tried 18 years ago. That version lasted only one season. We'll see how the rebooted XFL goes. That draft is today. We'll get you some of the big names that have been selected so far, quarterbacks and otherwise. 1-800-849-2761. That is your ticket into the program. As we welcome your calls on the NFL question of the day, Kyle Allen, Cam Newton, and a big decision ahead. I believe that those decisions, Darren, are more Walter Matthau as Morris Buttermaker in Bad News Bears, a little less Gene Hackman as Norman Dale in Hoosiers, with a sprinkling of the legendary and on this program borderline godlike figure that is Crash Davis, he of Bull Durham fame. I'm sprinkling a little Crash Davis on this decision for Ron Rivera and David Tepper. I'll show you how as we welcome your calls and as we talk hoops, hockey, baseball, football, and more. I wasn't here for best and worst of the weekend. I assume you guys and Scott Hamilton had a great time with that theme or otherwise. I'm back from the golf course. Maybe not better than ever, but happy to be back. 1-800-849-2761 is how you could join the fun on the David Glenn Show. The head devil... David Cutcliffe. You guys have a unique ability to, to just do it right. You know, all the fans are always going to defend their programs, and they should. Sometimes we all make somebody at another program mad or angry, but you guys are very fair to everybody. The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Darren Vaughn, I believe a single song would be my advice right now to both rabid Carolina Panthers fans who are stressing themselves out 
over the Kyle Allen Cam Newton conversation, right? Cam's going to be practicing next week after the Panthers get through their open week. Kyle Allen has gone 4 and 0 in Cam's absence. What do you do? The guy you're paying 100 million plus if he's healthy enough, what do you do? Kyle Allen hasn't lost yet dating the last year. What do you do? Same advice for those Panthers fans that are stressing out right now, Darren. I apply in the college football world to those fans of contending teams. Locally, it could be an app state. Shout out to Eli Drinkwitz and the Mountaineers. They are in the national top 25. That is uncharted territory for them as an FBS program. We all know more than a decade ago, they were the three-time national champion at the FCS level. A little bit for Mountaineers fans, but a lot of this for fans of Clemson and Alabama and Oklahoma and Ohio State and Wisconsin and LSU and Penn State, all seven of them still undefeated there. What are we going to do? There's only four spots in the college football playoff. DG, what's going to happen to my team? If it keeps winning, they won't really leave us out, will they? The same advice for Panthers fans, Darren. On what I hope is a soothing Tuesday afternoon for our listeners all across North Carolina is this. Be happy. Don't worry. Let the song play a little bit. Listen to Bobby McFerrin. Channel your inner Bob Marley. If you prefer Three Little Birds, great song, similar theme to Bobby McFerrin here, I'm okay with that. Channel your inner Bob Marley. Channel this Bobby McFerrin song. You're getting yourselves all tied up into pretzel knots. If you're a Panthers fan, I want you to take the stress off your shoulders. I want you to celebrate the fact that in a league where some teams aren't sure they have one quality quarterback, soothing voice there, I was on the golf course yesterday. Listen to Bobby here. Listen to Coach McFerrin. If you are a fan of those undefeated teams, you know what? Don't worry. Be happy. Most others were eliminated long ago. And you know what the bottom line is? And I'm trying to keep my soothing voice today, there. Hello, friends. If you keep winning, you will be in the college football playoff. Soothing voice. Tuesday afternoon. It's mid-October. You're getting all tied in knots or even getting angry at people who vote in meaningless polls. The playoff committee doesn't even put out its initial rankings until November. This AP poll stuff and coaches stuff is really truly just for conversation. You don't even have to get that jacked up when the committee puts out its first rankings. But Bobby McFerrin, coach us off, my friend. Don't worry. Be happy. You're 6-0. and you're 5-0. and oh. Don't worry, App State fans. What if we beat South Carolina and Columbia? And what if we run the table? And what if we win the Sun Belt title? How can you leave anybody who's 13-0 out of a college football playoff? That's unfair. But then I'm getting stressed out again, and I'm not following Coach McFerrin's advice. Don't worry. I mean, I think you should yodel in the background. You hear this, Darren? Are you worried? 
happy. We're not worried. I'm we're not still worried. undefeated on the big tailgate tour. We are right? five and zero oh after this weekend. We have not lost. The host school for our big tailgate tour hasn't lost. Do we show up each week all tied in knots, all crazy about the what ifs? No. Uh, we throw some footballs through the tires. We get calls from agents about Viagra commercials and my perfect fit for such things because I can throw the ball through the tire very consistently as beautiful women walk in the background. What's there to be stressed about, man? In a league where some NFL teams are down to zero quarterbacks, your Panthers have a young one playing really, really well and a 30-year-old who has shown that he can be an MVP when he's at his best. Don't worry, folks. Be happy. 1-800-849-2761. More on the NFL and the Panthers. More on college football, including on the other side. Rod Gilmore, college football analyst three years ago, got a scary life-altering diagnosis. Fortunately, he has not missed a football season. He is back with us breaking down college football and sharing some life lessons from the worldwide leader, Rod Gilmore, on a little life and some college football. Jim Zoki on the Panthers later. Ruffin McNeil from the Oklahoma Sooners as well. Don't worry. Be happy. We're back after this. I believe it is the NBA's turn in the line dance. And I don't think they can dance. I don't think they can dance as well as DG dances. And I'm only a three or a four. The David Glenn Show, weekdays at noon. the David Glenn Show. Ruffin McNeil of the Oklahoma Sooners via the ECU Pirates will join us third hour. Jim Zoki on all things NFL and Panthers second hour. And joining us now, a guy who can not only break down college football for us, he's another reminder of that don't worry, be happy theme we had a little bit earlier. Like all these college football fan bases, isn't it a good problem to have that you're one of these undefeated teams? Like, don't stress about whether you'll be in the Final Four, man. There's a long way to go. Enjoy the ride. As we welcome in from ESPN, Rod Gilmore. This is a gentleman who not only knows this game well, he three years ago went in for a routine annual physical, I believe it was, and was informed he had cancer. He is still with us and has joined us many times since then, but we bring him back on life and football and other things. Rod, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Uh, what can you share about that day that your life changed? Because I know it's, it's a big part of your message uh, to not only college football fans, but uh, your fellow Americans. Hey, David, thanks for having me on the sure. show. Um, yeah, you know, uh, in 2016, you're right, I was diagnosed with, uh, with cancer. It's a blood cancer. Uh, known as multiple myeloma, and like most people, I knew nothing about it when I heard about it. I was certainly overwhelmed, uh, in shock about it, and as I tried to figure out what it all meant, um, it was like drinking from a fire hose and more information that, that I could take in, and I knew I needed to figure it out and, and get control and have some sort of a plan to figure things out going forward. What I didn't know at the time, and and learned uh, subsequently is that um, it is a cancer that is marked by remission and relapse over time, very much like a roller coaster um, as you go through it. And
and that uh, it's a disease that uh, affects uh, African Americans twice as often as white Americans. And um, uh, I, I just didn't know any of that. And as I figured out what was going on and what I needed, I had to get some kind of control and come up with some sort of a plan uh, to be able to live with multiple myeloma and do the things that I wanted to do. And I teamed up with Amgen because uh, they've created a plan uh, called the Myeloma MVP, which really would have helped me in 2016 streamline my plan. And I just want other patients out there to know that this resource is out there and can help you figure things out. And the, the MVP plan really helps you figure out how to come up with your own personal plan to live with and to deal with multiple myeloma, how to, how to build a team, how to decide what's really important to you, what your goals are, and to how to affect that plan. So uh, that's the message that I, wanna, I want to other myeloma patients to, to understand. Rod Gilmore is joining us on the David Glenn Show, ESPN College Football Analyst. You can follow him on Twitter, as always, at Rod Gilmore. Even though we lean on you far more uh, for college matters than pro matters, you've been around this game for a long time, so I wanted you to chime in on maybe the biggest talking point across the state of North Carolina right now. Cam Newton of the Carolina Panthers has been an MVP in the NFL. We just learned he's going to start practicing again soon. And this 23-year-old named Kyle Allen that you probably watched and maybe even called his games sure. yep. during his times at that time at that level, he's 4-0 and as a starter. He's, right. he's got a 106 QB rating. You know, he's fifth in the NFL, seven touchdown throws, no interceptions, 66% completions. And after that 0-2 start under the injured version of Cam Newton, uh, now it's 4-0 now it's under the – Kyle Allen, uh, that's uh, really put up some great numbers in some of these games. Are you a believer that when the star incumbent is healthy again, he should be plugged right back in, or is it more complicated than that? Well, well, it's it's a little complicated. But before I say that, can I can I just say I told you so with Christian McCaffrey and that he should have won the Heisman uh, his last year in college, and I'm I'm sure folks love him. Because I remember that um, from one of your visits, yes, a yeah. couple years ago. <laughs> No, absolutely. He told us so. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. He's a phenomenal player. Oh my gosh. A phenomenal man. Um, I, I think if when Cam Newton is is healthy, uh, there are few better than he is in the game. And if he's back and he's healthy, uh, he's such a threat. I, I I would have him out there. Now I understand that you know Allen is playing great, um, and you don't want to fix something you know that's not broken. Uh, but I think if you want to win a Super Bowl, uh, I, I think you need Cam Newton. I, that, that's my, my gut reaction. But you need, a, you need a healthy Cam Newton, not one who's at 80% or 75%. Can you tell that in practice, Rod? In other words, as soon as Cam has kind of even admitted lying to the doctors at times, right? Now he's admitted, hey, I wasn't really healthy enough to play in that game earlier this year. If both Cam gives the green light and the doctors give the green light, can you tell enough in practice against your own teammates to know if Cam is, you know, truly healthy again and truly has shaken off the rust? Or do you not really know until he's thrown out there on a Sunday against somebody wearing other colored uniforms? You don't know until game time and the lights are on and the adrenaline is going. That, that's when you really find out. So uh, you can practice and you can try and practice at a high level, but until you are out there, with all the adrenaline and everything happening on a game, uh, 
you don't know. That's the reality of it. Back to college football. We are trying to hold at bay a lot of fans who, of course, you know, Clemson's 6-0, and and that's a happy thing, but sometimes <laughs> they get upset when they slide down the rankings. Or some of these other undefeated teams, how can you not be happy about 5-6-0, or and but if they see their team listed outside the top four of even, like, the AP or coaches poll weeks before the playoff committee comes out, they're all kinds of angst-filled. What is your bottom line as you look at this field – uh, more than seven undefeated teams, but it does start with those seven, Clemson, Alabama, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Wisconsin, LSU, and Penn State. What's your bottom line reminder in mid-October uh, for college football fans who uh, are all wrapped up in this stuff? First of all, relax, because these polls have nothing to do with what we care about in November and December and January. You know, the committee is going to come out in November, and those are the rankings that really matter. Um, you know, the committee looks at things a little bit differently, and what the pollsters are giving us now may not matter as much. The committee cares about how many top 25 wins that you have. Pollsters really don't. They just care whether or not, you know, you've won your last game. So it's a different deal. So I wouldn't get too worked up about it. And I think if you want to look ahead and, and you're asking, well, who's likely to be there at the end, uh, despite the fact that Alabama and Clemson have not been overwhelming, they're likely to be there at the end. Uh, until LSU beats Alabama, I, I can't pick LSU over Alabama. The history has just been too long uh, and deep that uh, they haven't handled that game. So there's no one to threaten Clemson out of the ACC. Uh, you like Ohio State uh, in the Big Ten, but Wisconsin looks like they're strong enough to give them a game. So we'll see when we get there. Uh, the Pac-12 probably only has one legitimate threat for the playoff, and that would be Oregon if they run the table. Yeah. Oklahoma looks like they've got a defense, and unless Texas uh, gets them in a rematch and takes them down, they're probably undefeated, and they probably get into the playoff as well. So if you're projecting, I think you project Alabama, Clemson, and two other spots to come from a Big Ten champ, um, you know, um, and, and maybe uh, – Maybe a Pac-12 champ if it's Oregon and it's only losses to Auburn. Uh, but I don't think we're going to have a year where we have two teams come out of the SEC. I think it's going to be four conference champs. Rod Gilmore is joining us on the David Glenn Show. Some folks are surprised that Ohio State has not missed a beat after their coaching change. I don't know. You know when you project forward, I, I usually think of two things. How are teams playing? But also, of course, as you mentioned, what is their remaining schedule like? Uh, have are the Buckeyes, you know, number one in the eyeball test because they not only annihilated their inferior opponents, even as the competition's gotten a little tougher, they're still just absolutely destroying everything in their path. I, I think if you only look at the the, the eyeball test, uh, you either have them number one or you have them number two behind LSU. Yeah, uh, I think that's the way they played. Now, look, I, I don't know that people should have been too surprised that they played well. This has always been one of the most talented teams in college football. Yeah. That has not changed over the last few years. And when you bring in Justin Fields uh, over from Georgia and he's able to step right in and play, uh, you've got a dynamic quarterback that fits right into your system. So this is a very talented team. Ryan Day got some head coaching experience under his belt last season, early in the season when Urban Meyer was suspended. So he had a little bit of a trial run, so he kind of knows what he's doing. So I'm not surprised that Ohio State is playing well. Um, 
Whether they will continue to do so, we'll have to wait and see. But it's hard to see them not coming out of the Big Ten unless somehow uh, they, they lose to Penn State or they get taken down by Wisconsin in a uh, championship game. You were once a college athlete. Uh, of course, the things were a lot different back then financially for everybody, the NCAA athletes and even coaches. What is your two cents on the name, image, likeness debate as we all enjoy college football and college hoops is almost here, but there are a lot of discussions and even a committee report due at the end of October from the NCAA on where the amateurism model goes from here? It's time for the NCAA to move forward. This has been coming for 10 years. Uh, the NCAA has lost a couple of antitrust cases where the judges have criticized the NCAA and their definition of amateurism, and they've criticized the NCAA in the current arrangements that it has with its players. And the NCAA has sort of drawn a line in the sand the last few years that it did not want to um, have players become employees, and they did not want to pay players out of their budget. Well, this law out of California um, solves that. Uh, no money has to come out of the budget. No player becomes an employee. You're just freeing up athletes to sort of follow the Olympic model and have third, party, uh, third parties uh, pay them, much like uh, the Olympic model we've seen. And in fact, we've already had that in college athletics. We've had swimmers and wrestlers receive third-party payments from uh, their host nation um, uh, Olympic committees, uh, including a Stanford swimmer, a, a wrestler from Texas, and that's not been a problem. So it's, it's sort of time to allow that to happen uh, to football and basketball and, and other players, including uh, on the women's side, and, and to allow them to reap whatever sponsorships and endorsements or whatever they can do on the social media platforms to, uh, to gain additional money. That should be allowed now. Times have changed. Last thing for Rod Gilmore, and this is someone you should listen to. How about this for a resume? Stanford undergrad, Cal Berkeley Law School. I mean, who that right there, I mean, represents both sides of the play and that rivalry. And he speaks German. He's multilingual as well. Since you are dealing with and have dealt with this rare form of cancer, uh, not as rare as we would like it to be, where can folks go for more information on managing multiple myeloma as you have successfully done so personally over these last three years? I, I would say a couple things. First of all, I think it's important to have an annual physical. Um, I had a lot of friends who did not do that, and now since my diagnosis, they have done that, and it's an important thing. It gives you Good. a fighting chance. Secondly, uh, myelomaexplained.com. It's a great place to go to get information that will demystify multiple myeloma. Uh, you won't have to drink from a fire hose to learn about the yeah. disease as I did. And then myeloma MVP, uh, checking out that plan for anyone who has uh, multiple myeloma or knows someone, you can help be part of their plan uh, to manage this thing and to um, go forward in your life without feeling like you don't have any control because you really can empower yourself and get some control over things. I practiced law for 17 years until concluding that talking about sports is more fun. Do you still practice, or are you uh, all I, sports all I, the time? I, I do, and I'm glad to hear you're a recovering yes. uh, <laughs> attorney because we should all be recovering attorneys. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding in more ways than one. Rod, thanks for the visit, and uh, appreciate you uh, in the battle against multiple myeloma.
Thanks for having me. You got it. Rod Gilmore of ESPN. You can follow him on Twitter, at Rod Gilmore. It is a great midseason for college football. We have fun stories around here. The Mountaineers, of course, still haven't lost. Eli Drinkwitz put out the perfect tweet coming out of the weekend, the head coach of the Mountaineers. I'll tell you about that on the other side. But Wake is still 5-1, and one, remember. Chance at one of the best seasons in school history. The Wolfpack is 4-2 and two, and a chance to put together a nice, another nice win total under Dave Doran. Duke is 4-2. and two and still has a shot at making a run at a Coastal Division title, an ACC championship game appearance. Carolina's 3-3, three and three, but has played one of the tougher schedules in America, has pretty impressive wins, right? Doesn't the Gamecocks win look a little better after South Carolina goes between the hedges and takes out Georgia in double overtime? Doesn't the Miami win look a little better after the Hurricanes beat UVA this weekend? So the Tar Heels, remember, they're – their losses were by a point to Clemson, for crying out loud, to an App State team that still hasn't lost, and to the Wake team having one of the best seasons in modern school history, right? So the losses were quality. The wins are quality. The Tar Heels still have a shot at making a run at a Coastal Division title or a trip to the ACC title game. Or those things are, are related, of course. UVA, Coastal Division preseason pick, just lost its best pro prospect. Cornerback Bryce Hall went down while blocking on a punt return this weekend against the Hurricanes. He's out for the season. And the Cavs, of course, lost the game, bringing them back to the pack a little bit. It is coastal chaos right back where we started in August. The Tar Heels and the Blue Devils are in the thick of that. Carolina back in action at Virginia Tech. Duke back in action with a trip to UVA. For most of my 30-plus years covering college sports, when a team from our state needed to win a football game against a team from the Commonwealth, it did not go very well. Most, I mean, like 80 to 90% of the time, it's the team from the North that somehow ended up getting the win. I'm telling you, it, the numbers, I think, would back that up. We'll see how the Devils do in Charlottesville, how the Heels do in Blacksburg. The Hokies have been incredibly ugly at times this year, and yet they're back with a winning record as we speak. You figure it out. Coastal chaos continues. The Mountaineers are leading the way. And nationally, of course, there's a whole lot of football still to celebrate. Clemson crushes FSU. Alabama takes out A&M. Oklahoma edges Texas. Ruffin McNeil of the Sooners later today. Ohio State is obliterating people. So is Wisconsin, though. LSU has the toughest assignment of the weekend. They beat Florida. Penn State has to go on the road against a top 25 opponent. They beat the Hawkeyes at Iowa. There are five more undefeated FBS teams beyond those seven. App State is one of those five. They face trickier roads to climb the rankings for various reasons. Eli Drinkwitz's perfect tweet on the other side with your phone calls. Question of the day, if you're Panthers owner David Tepper or the Panthers head coach Ron Rivera, what do you do at quarterback now that Cam Newton is coming back to practice soon. It is an open week. They're not on the field again until the following weekend, you know, 13, 12 days from now. More on those football stories.
baseball playoffs. The Canes are headed to the West Coast. They still have one of the best records in hockey. The NBA and college basketball seasons are not far away. The XFL is having its draft today and tomorrow. And I've been surrounded by the legends of golf and the legends of North Carolina sports over the last four days. You can jump in with your question or comment. Two more great guests later in the program. Jim Zoki of the Panthers radio crew back from London after the beating of the Buccaneers. Ruffin McNeil, assistant head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, formerly of ECU, drops by third hour. Your phone calls in between 1-800-849-2761. Bull Durham movie legend Crash Davis has some advice for Ron Rivera and David Tepper. That advice and your calls next on the David Glenn Show. I would never be so competitive, so childish, that I would actually keep track of my record as a coach in youth soccer. I mean, that would be ridiculous. So when I think about my 78 wins, two losses, and four <laughs> ties, not that I was keeping track or anything. Stay with us on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Jim Zoki back from London. Carolina Panthers radio analyst will join us in about five minutes. We'll get more of your calls on the college football and NFL leftovers of the weekend. We'll look forward to the Major League Baseball doubleheader playoff style later today. We'll get you up to date on the XFL draft. Yes, that league is coming back pretty soon. And yes, there are some big names that were selected earlier today. Quickly on the Carolina Panthers, the advice that I promised came from someone who was sort of a godlike figure here at the David Glenn Show. Y'all know I'm not anti-religion, I'm just anti-stupidity. So if your religion inspires you to be peaceful or loving, I'm all for it. If it inspires you to be stupid, angry, or hateful, then I'm against it. Here at the David Glenn Show, Crash Davis is a godlike figure in part because this is his advice, I believe, to David Tepper, the Panthers owner, and Ron Rivera, the Panthers head coach, when it comes to the Kyle Allen-Cam Newton debate. Never f with a winning streak. Never bleep with an, a winning streak. Now, if you didn't see the movie, Crash is speaking both figuratively and literally there. <laughs> For the record, I do not believe in the superstitious part of that statement. Don't bleep with the winning streak, you know, the literal part, if you know what I'm saying. That's too superstitious for me. Darren, I don't care if I have won 100 shows in a row by whatever definition. The lovely and talented Maria ain't going down that superstitious road. Now, when it comes to the other translation from Demigod Crash Davis, don't bleep with a winning streak, I'm actually in favor of that one. Jim Zoki on the NFL, next on the David Glenn Show. Christian Leitner, thanks for joining us. It's been less than a week since the I Hate Christian Leitner 30 for 30. The final product of the movie was absolutely awesome. I love every second of it. Maybe I'm not seeing the same thing everyone else is seeing, but I thought the movie was awesome and I loved it. Keep it here on The David Glenn Show.